This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 321 of the Dressage Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network, brought to you by TotalSaddleFit.com and EcoVet Fly Repellent. Tonight, we're really excited. We've got Laura Graves, um, obviously, from the U.S. gold medal winning team at the Pan Ams. We've got Claire McNaughty, a junior gold winning young rider, and uh, Louise Denizard is going to give us our Total Saddle Fit Trainer Tip of the Week. This is Reese Koffler Stanfield from Georgetown, Kentucky. And this is Philip Parks from Fergus, Ontario, and you're listening to the Dressage Radio Show. Hi, guys. Hey, and we have right, Glenn tonight. Yeah. Hi, Glenn. Hey, guys. Hey, before you get into the show, I got to ask you guys, uh, Uncle Jimmy uh, sent us all some licky things. Did you guys get your licky things? <laughs> Absolutely. Got my licky thing in the mail. It wasn't so exciting for me, but the horses were excited. <laughs> I got to tell you, we put it in with Scooter, my little rescue hackney pony, yeah. and he did not stop for hours. He had, they're in the stalls during the day because they're too fat and they're just eating themselves to death. So, <laughs> so we have them in the stalls during the day with no food. They're on a the diet. And he just, for hours, I came out, his face was covered. <laughs> it is so true and actually i got my licky thing from uncle jimmy's at the perfect time because uh my sweet tenali was on stall rest for two weeks he had an injury and um he's gonna be be all right i hope uh, but he'll be okay but he was so happy to have his licky thing i was so i was so excited to give it to him and he was like same thing hours had it in his mane like in his ears <laughs> like he was like this is the best thing ever mom so it was really good so we it's, also it's- a little messy, but I mean, uh, for the horse's enjoyment, I think it's totally worth it. You know, you're oh, supposed to hang it. it. It comes in a holder. It's a treat that's in in a holder. Everybody, I think, has seen them at the stores. And you're spo- yeah. a lot of people make the mistake of hanging them along the wall. You're supposed to hang them in the middle of the star, middle of the area, <laughs> because you don't want them being able to pin it along the wall. It becomes the chewy right. thing, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I had it there. The, becomes the bitey thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, I had it there. I'm not going to lie. I was that person to put it against the wall. And, that's, and then one of my students came in and said, oh, you shouldn't do it. You should hanging against the wall. So it became this hangy, swingy thing that was yep, like... That's yeah. right. And then they hits him in the head on the way back. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. It was like, oh, uh, he, he, had, he had a big time with yeah. it. It's perfect. If you have a horse on stall rest, highly recommend it because for everybody's enjoyment. And they come in fun. different flavors too. They're like peppermint and apple and different ones. You can buy refills for the little yeah. holder thing. It was really what good. Really Uncle-Jimmies.com. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say that I really like that, that, you know, it's included, you know, it's, uh, it's got uh, vitamin, little vitamin pellets in there. So, so they're getting their vitamins as long with eating, you know, get, getting their boredom relief. Yeah. No, it's great. And he so has hanging, you, Uncle Jimmy. hanging balls too. And he has the uh, Uncle Jimmy's hanging balls and he has the sugar-free <laughs> version of those. So if your horse has a problem with sugar, you can actually get the sugar-free version of those. That is awesome. Yeah. So it's really yeah. cool. Thanks, Uncle Jimmy. He's a cool guy, too, by the way. Uncle Jimmy's about... I've met him several times, had dinner with him many times. He is the funniest guy, as you could tell by the names of his products. I mean, who who else puts a product out called the uh, Pecker Wrecker? I'm sorry. I've been laughing about the hanging balls. Did you guys ever see the Pecker Wrecker? (laughs) It is. It's a chicken treat. Uh, It's for chickens, and they peck at it, and that's how it got the name Pecker Wrecker. Um, so, Thanks, Glenn. Oh, oh, God. It is a family <laughs> a show. So on today's show. <laughs> it's true. That's the name of it. I'm just saying. I know. I'm just, I'm just worried where this is going, ladies and gentlemen. So, Phil, tell us what's well, in the news. No, you got to tell us how Young Riders was because you came back for the Pan Ams and went, you know, you got Young Riders Week. So give us a little, a little talk about you know, were you there, you know, what was going on in Kentucky for the week. Yeah. So as always, you know, it was really a busy week. Um, I have to be honest, as the week progressed, I went to the horse park less. I did not have a young rider this year, uh, but a lot of friends were in town. So I got to uh, touch base with a lot of people and I was 
it was a big busy social week for me personally. Uh, so <laughs> Every week I had, is a busy social week. <laughs> I'd like to think that, but you know, I'm kind of boring. But it was fun. I had a lot of friends in town. Uh, well, Phil, you, we had a lot of friends in town, so it was fun to kind of get together with them and and see how their their students were doing. And uh, you know, as we all go through this, uh, we start to root for our friends, uh, kid kiddos as well. So that was a lot of fun. There was a meet and greet. At the USDF office on Monday that I went to, uh, I was sort of meeting all the kids and just a fun event and had just come back from their golf cart. Uh, all the golf carts were decorated and it was a lot of fun. And yeah, that's, uh, a, that's a good event down there. That you know, It is. And it's Briar it's, it's Fest. A, it's, not a, it's not such a serious dressage event. I mean, it's serious when the couple oh, Briar but. Fest was at the same time? Uh, yeah, Briar Fest. Oh, my was, God. You know anything that about that? High. I yeah, tens of thousands of screaming that. teenagers show up. Really? <laughs> yes. I have to be on. Oh, yeah. That's why I didn't personally go to the horse park that uh, that many times on, during Young Rider Week uh, because I didn't have a kiddo there. Uh, yeah. Briarfest is really fun, but it's really busy. So there's a lot of kiddos um, that, that come. So if you have a kiddo that's interested in, uh, you know, in the sport and likes briar horses, it's an awesome time to come to Kentucky. But uh, it's a lot, lot of kids, a lot of kids, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, well, let's let's get to the results. I have to apologize if I, you know, because I will butcher names just because. That's why we gave Phil this job. Because yeah. we're going to butcher him Somebody worse. has to do this job. So <laughs> yeah, and it's Phil. Um, you know, we're we're all we're really proud of you. We're sorry if we get na- your name wrong. Um, our junior dressage team championship. I, I like. I'm going to bring this up first because Canada <laughs> Team Ontario won gold. So congratulations! I think we talked a little bit about this last yeah. week because the results just came out. Silver went to Region Seven and bronze to Region Nine. Our individual dressage championship gold went to uh, Claire McNulty, who is going to be on the show in in a little bit. So if you hang out. You can, we can hear all about her young rider experience and her horse checkmate. Silver went to Camille Carrier Bergeron on her horse Delfino, and Chloe Taylor won bronze with uh, Collecto V. Gold in the in the junior dressage freestyle championship went to Bebe Davis and Rotano. Uh, silver Claire McNulty, who will be on the show, and silver to Camille Carrier Bergeron, who is Canadian on her horse Delfino. Let's go to Young Rider Dressage Team Champions. Whereas uh, Gold Region Seven, Silver Region Three, Bronze Canadian Team from Alberta slash British Columbia. Congratulations, Young Rider Individual Dressage Championship. Gold went to Natalie Natalie Pie with uh, Fritz Santino. Uh, silver to Catherine Chamberlain uh, with uh, Avisto von. Welter Verden, that's a very German name for a horse. Well and Avisto uh, <laughs> von Veltervreden. Uh Bronze to uh, Naema Moriera La Liberté. I hope I'm doing a good job with Belafonte. <laughs> that's a tough one. It's hard, it's hard. Um, young, young rider, dressage, freestyle champion was Naema Moriera La Liberté with Belfonte. Hannah Bauer won silver with Trustful. That's a nice name, Trustful. Yes, Trustful. Um, I hope he lives up to his name. And uh, bronze went to Kerrigan Gloch with uh, Vaquero HGL. This must be a Hampton Green Farm horse. Yes. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Yeah, well our, done, everybody. Riders. That's a, uh, at least it wasn't so hot in Kentucky for this championship this year. It got a little bit hot, but honestly, the team day was really, it was almost cool. I have to be honest, that day I almost put a jacket on. Uh, so they had, they had fluctuating weather, but really when it came down to it, it wasn't that bad. So uh, congratulations to everybody. It was fun to have everybody in town and uh, see some friends. And uh, as always, uh, we love it. And uh, congratulations to everybody. And, and I have to bring up one extra thing before because yes, it just happened at the Pan Am Games that uh, Canada won gold in show jumping. So yeah, it I, literally I that's just not came. what our show is about, but I love it. Exactly. Well, congratulations to Canada. Uh, We are always excited for for you guys as well. So right after this commercial break, we're going to come back with America's superstar, Laura Graves. Uh, She was great and super generous with her time uh, tonight. And we get to uh, talk with her about her experience at the Pan Am Games. (laughs) 
Wouldn't it be wonderful if your horse could enjoy a zone of repellency from pesky flies? Well, he can, with EcoVet. EcoVet is an entirely new type of fly repellent that is safe for horses and those applying it, offering a real alternative to toxic pesticides like pyrethrins. EcoVet confuses an insect's normal directional ability, the bug's GPS, if you will. So if it can't locate your horse, it can't bite your horse. Dr. Wendy Ying from the Driving Radio Show has been using it in South Florida, also known as the Jurassic Park of biting insects, and she just loves it. EcoVet's active ingredients are naturally occurring food-grade fatty acids that have been clinically shown to improve the condition of horses with difficult-to-treat sweet itch problems. EcoVet is effective on mosquitoes, ticks, noceums, as well as flies. You can visit EcoVet online at eco-vet.com for more information or to order. You can find EcoVet at Dover Saddlery Stores and EcoVets on Facebook. Just search EcoVet, E-C-O-V-E-T. Well, we are so honored tonight to have Laura Graves, America's superstar. She's been a great supporter of the show on to talk about her experience at the Pan Am Games. Laura, how are you doing tonight? Hey, everybody. I'm good tonight. We're finally home, so it's an (laughs) awesome time to catch up. I love it. Well, Laura, you have been on the road a really long time. Can you tell everybody (laughs) a little bit? Yeah, a long time. Can you tell everybody a little bit about your preparation for the Pan Ams uh, and where you've been traveling to? Sure. We, um, I'm calling myself a gypsy now and I just feel (laughs) like I live out of suitcases and pack trunks and my horse and I just kind of haul all over the country or wherever they need us. Um, Yeah, but we have been on the road a long time. I think I left home with my horse uh, the beginning of April. So it's been about four months, I guess. Oh, wow. Um, That is a gypsy. Yeah, since I've I've been home. And uh, that trip started, I like to, you know, I learned last year that you have to keep your training separate from your competition. And if you're planning on increasing your competition scores, um, it's important to spend that time training. So I spent um, a few weeks in Florida with Debbie McDonald, my trainer, before she left Florida for the season. And then she met me in Las Vegas for the World Cup, which I was selected for along with Stefan Peters for our league. And we had made the decision after I qualified for World Cup to ask for a buy from the European Tour, which was kind of being required for athletes who wanted to be in contention for the Pan American team. But I thought that coming from Florida, where we're based, um, and having the opportunity to do World Cup, I didn't feel like it was in my horse's best interest to then go Florida, Las Vegas, Las Vegas, Florida, Florida, Europe, Europe, Florida, Florida, Canada, Canada, Florida. So, uh, (laughs) yeah, so it can get kind of hectic and you really have to look at the long term scheme of your travel plans. And thankfully, we were given that by. Um, because we we scored well in Las Vegas. Um, yeah, you had a really oh, nice wait, ride. Scored by the well, way. you were awesome. Yeah. Wait, we were there. To go. <laughs> and, wait, let's let's yeah, just. Yeah, Reese and there. Reese and I were there. We were watching and cheering you along. <laughs> it yes, was wild. I have to say that's like it was wild. Yeah. What, yeah, Vegas is such a good time. I mean, it's a totally different environment, and I highly encourage. Uh, anybody who gets the opportunity to show at an indoor competition, take it. Or even to be a demo rider, whatever it is, it is such a different atmosphere. And it's a, it's a real thrill. I mean, you may not have the best score of your life, <laughs> but uh, it's, it's such a training opportunity. And the adrenaline is so high. That was really amazing. Um, of course, my good friend, Adrian Lyle, was retiring her team horse wizard there at the Thomas and Max Center. So I got to be there for that, which was extremely emotional. And then we kind of hitched a ride with wizard and Adrian 
uh, back up to Idaho to spend uh, the rest of that season where everyone else was in Europe to spend it in Idaho with Debbie. Awesome. And what was, tell us about that experience. How long were you there and what was it like there? I guess I was there from right after World Cup, so kind of the end of April until July 1st when we shipped, when we were selected for the Pan Ams and we shipped then to New Jersey. Um, and it was amazing. For me, it's always, you know, there are two sides to it. Number one, it's so incredible to have the opportunity and I'm thankful for some of my sponsors, you know, like Deloitte, who allow me to kind of take a break from my business um, and still have the funds to train and to then pay for board for your horse and completely saturate yourself in that atmosphere. Um, Not only did I get more lessons than I normally have time for when I'm also running my own business, um, but I also... Even when Debbie was out of town, you know, someone's always keeping an eye on you. You always have a second set of eyes, and it's you know a world class set of eyes, which really makes a big difference. And in addition to working on my own horse, I get to watch Adrian and Debbie work together every day. I mean, it's such a master class. They go through young horses to completely schooled horses to their um, you know, amateur client horses, and really it gives you so many tools that you can bring back to your own business and say, hey, you know what? I have a horse who's struggling with that too. I'm going to try that. And so you kind of get all these light bulb moments, and um, you know, not everybody gets that opportunity to immerse themselves in that. That's awesome. It sounds like a, a really wonderful experience. Um, so, so yeah, from Debbie's, was, you, you went to, did you go to Gladstone and met, met up with the team and, and did your final preparations? Yeah, exactly. Right. So we flew uh, from, they were actually Duda, Tim Duda's company was able to get us a flight from right out of Idaho from Boise, which was convenient. And it was so hot out there. They were having extreme temperatures, you know, a hundred degrees. Um and so we were able to get him a flight from Boise. And of course, I fly with him and we fly into Newark. So then from Newark, uh, we hauled to the USET headquarters in Gladstone. And we were there with the team for about a week, uh, training together, going through media training, um, schedules, logistics. Um, all the grooms got to know each other. And, and it's always an important time. You know, they, the other riders on the team really had bonded in Europe. And for me, it was an amazing feeling. You know, there were a couple people I didn't know. And it was such an amazing group that just said, hey, Laura, you know, we're glad you're here. And it took no time to get to know each other. And it really is a fun group. And we just got to train and watch each other train and you really kind of get pumped up like, okay, guys, you know, we're in this together. We have to go win this gold medal. Yeah. So there was actually some pressure on you guys, um, to yeah, go to Canada. <laughs> yeah. Just a little bit. So, uh, tell everybody what the pressure was and kind of how you guys handled that even starting in team training. So I think, um, we were all very aware of the situation going into Toronto and that situation being that, And in previous years, the top four teams finishing at the World Games, um, as we did last year, finishing fourth, would then qualify to send a team to Rio um, or the next Olympics. And unfortunately, this year, they've kind of dwindled those numbers down and they said, okay, only the top three teams from the World Games get to go and now only one team gets to qualify through the Pan American Games. So it kind of put us unfortunately um, head to head with Canada who we're so friendly with, you know, we know they have amazing horses. We're supportive of, of each other. We spend a lot of time in Florida together. We're normally um, friends. Yeah. Whatever, yes. Phil. We're whatever, normally Phil. friends. <laughs> I don't. Phil just, they're my friends. 
extreme. We were I mean, everybody. I am your friend, but there was an extreme divide when you were riding, and we were totally the obnoxious Americans. I'm just saying. <laughs> Whatever, Phil. You know, everybody. Everybody has their. You know, you want your your country to win, but it's it was really incredibly bittersweet uh, because we also loved the Canadians, and so we were prepared to go and and bring home the gold. And of course, our our chef Robert Dover does an amazing job of thinking, you know, of getting it in everybody's head that we're unbeatable and we've got this and we can do it. And, um, you know, the truth of the matter was that Canada really gave us a run for our money. Yeah, they and really they, did. I, <laughs> yeah. yeah. They came they, to win too. Well done, Phil. Yeah, <laughs> I, You know, and we, yeah. and to be honest, I mean, as much as we were trying to be confident, I think it would have been foolish for us to expect that they weren't going to pull out all the stops. Um, but I, I'll tell you that after their first, you know, after their small tour riders had already gone, we were kind of back pacing the aisle of our barn going, we got to do this. Um, yeah. Because without I'm like, this yeah. gold medal. <laughs> yeah. We were a little nervous yeah. having you in the stands. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot, it was a lot of pressure, but you know, um, some, some people really thrive under that pressure and some people don't. And I think it's one of those things that no matter how talented of a trainer or a rider you are, it can sometimes be that thing that determines a team rider from not a team rider. Uh, as an individual, if you don't do so hot, you've only let yourself down. But when a team yeah. is counting on you, and in this case, an entire country, um, you know, you really have to be able to stand up under that pressure and, and perform your very best under that pressure. So it's a, a specific kind of personality, I think, that's able to do that. And, and you guys really did. You were amazing. So, Laura, tell us about, if we could kind of go through your test, tell us about your Grand Prix. How did you feel? I, I was really thrilled with the Grand Prix. It was um, pretty hot weather up in Toronto. I think, I don't know if that's typical for this time of year. That was um, hot. That was my, pretty hot for us. It yeah, was I, think hot. It was, yeah. I think it was the one day of summer, actually. <laughs> three, days, three days of summer. Yeah. Dying. Yes. It was very, <laughs> yeah. And when you went out, Laura, oh my God, it was so hot. And, uh, you know, it's hot. Yeah. I'm from the South. It was hot. So, yeah. Um, and you can, yeah, you you know, can, the Grand Prix, we kind of, I, I felt like it went really well. We had, of course, been out of the arena since Vegas. And Las Vegas was a really different type of experience. So you can't, sometimes you're not just riding the horse, you're riding the environment. And that was kind of what happened in Las Vegas. And uh, my horse was great in the Grand Prix. I thought he had a great test. I, um, unfortunately, I, I had a little mistake in my ones, which we know in the Grand Prix is a coefficient of two and cost us some big points. Um, but the good thing about that mistake, and I love being able to say this, is that it was totally my fault. And so when you come out of the test, you can still be so thrilled with your horse because the mistake was yours. And the ones were beautiful, um, right? You just missed, there was a miscount, wasn't it? Yeah, you know, I, I think I did 13. Yeah. And I will tell you guys this, it's a secret, so don't tell anybody. <laughs> but I, 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 under my breath, clucked my tongue. And he just, you know, kind of stepped on the gas and we missed our, our last two changes. So, again, like I said, totally my fault. And he was, he was perfect. He was so on in the Grand Prix. <laughs> Oh, it was beautiful. It was a gorgeous yeah. Grand Prix. It really was. It was great. Thank you. So how about your special? How how were you how were you how was that? The special I thought went even better. You know, we knew how close it was after that first day that we really needed to to put the put the, the gas pedal down. And every single one of our riders tried their best to do that. And you know, your heart is racing, but my heart races almost harder watching my teammates than it does when I'm riding. Um, but it was, again, really hot. My horse is not a hot weather horse. 
and, you know, he's a big guy. And um, he, as much as I felt like in cooler weather, that test could have been 80%. I mean, it was just that much. He was so on, you know, and as hot as he was, I put my legs on and he flew. And that's, um, again, a really great feeling. So to have two days in a row, two team tests in a row where we know it, it counts for so much. Um, he could not have been a better team horse that weekend. He was amazing. And, and we got all of our ones. <laughs> <laughs> well, your yep, ones I saw that. I counted them for you. <laughs> you counted. <laughs> your ones in the, in the Grand Prix were actually beautiful. They were perfect. They, they were, were really straight. Good. It was- yeah, it just looked like, what happened? Oh, oh, oh no! Yeah. <laughs> we all do that. It, it happens, and and you know, and Laura, in a lot of ways, uh, it, it, we it happens to everybody. <laughs> so we were. I was like, oh no, oh no, 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 crap! But <laughs> and you and your horse. I mean, that's really what you watch when you see you and Diddy go. It's just beautiful. You know, it's like I want to ride like Laura when I grow up, and I want to have a relationship <laughs> with my horse. Really, I mean, you guys have such an amazing relationship. Um, and it just yeah. comes out every time you see, you know, your partnership and it's, it's awesome. So, uh, so tell us about your freestyle. It's a great freestyle. Yeah. You know, the freestyle, um, it's, it's such a fun thing to perform. And after we won that team gold, you just felt this huge weight lifted off your shoulders and not that you don't care going into the individual, but you just get to have fun. The pressure is on yourself. And if you don't get a medal, that's too bad, but there's no consequence. And so we were just going in to have fun. And I'm, you know, I was laughing in the warm up because he was just taking me around. And I thought this could be a potentially wild freestyle. <laughs> I mean, I thought he was really going to be kind of bubbling over the edge and we're used to in this kind of stadium environment now that especially when you're following um, a rider from the the hosting country in this case Canada you kind of are expecting to go into a stadium that's still pretty lit maybe there's still some applause going on for that previous rider maybe a score just popped up on the scoreboard um And that usually gets my horse pretty excited, in which case I only walk around the perimeter of the arena um, to kind of keep the lid on. And it just, for some reason, was so quiet when we walked in there. And he didn't get excited. And I didn't really think too much of it until I went to go down center line and I just did not have any gas in the tank. And it was kind of a shock because was he was so wild in the warm-up. Yeah. So something happened in the walk from our warm-up to the stadium, but he still made it through that freestyle. And, um, you know, the judges' comments were really nice. And we had good marks for our music and choreography. And, um, yeah, on a different day, if it hadn't been such a long week, maybe if I had done something different instead of walking like we normally do, it was the first time we had been in that situation where my horse was so relaxed in a stadium. So I didn't really think to change our game plan. Um, but he was great. He's a horse who never lets you down. And, and that's a, a, a really rare character to find in a horse. I want to talk just about your freestyle a little bit because you do um, a PF, like facing the judges right at the end. I mean, that, that looked yeah, really hard to do, it. and he looks like he's a little bit like, oh, I don't know about this, Laura, and then you just are doing it. What what led to the, the to the decision to put that into your choreography? Was it just to go for the difficulty um, factor, or what's, what, what's, yeah, what's that about? Yeah, you're kind of going for the difficulty, um, difficulty, shock value, um, yeah. and again, the choreography is that big one, so using your arena and trying to use it in ways that you don't use it in the test. So we see a lot in the test that you always pee off at X, you always pee off crossing the center line. Yeah. Um, we're trying to kind of get creative with that. And sometimes it works and you get big marks. And sometimes you fail and you just have to move on and then try to get back with your music. So that's the cool thing about a freestyle is 
you can try to make those calls and they don't always work out, but it's the time where you can kind of play around uh, in a way that you can't in a test. Yeah, cool, cool. So, Laura, I just wondered if you could talk to us a little bit about sort of the, the Pan Am Games experience. Did you go to the opening ceremonies? And, and how did you like riding up here in Canada for all of our Canadian listeners and, and <laughs> Toronto, if you ever got into the city or, or around the area while you were here? We actually were unable to make it to the opening ceremonies. We had a, a tough choice. They were going on late the night before we had our first team competition day. Yeah. And so we all discussed it and we ended up staying um, at the hotel as a team and we ordered um, snacks and we watched it, the first part of it on TV. Um, but, nice. you know, then we yeah, were it was, it was a shame for the dressage riders that, so. yeah, that you had to ride the next day. <laughs> yeah. It, it's a school night. Hate it. It was a school night for sure. <laughs> But, you know, and you're kind of, you're kind of glad to be in a situation where, um, that's understood. I mean, when you're at these big sporting events, they take the fact that you're an athlete very seriously. And that feels, that feels good to be, uh, redeemed for, for what we do. You know, sometimes equestrians are not respected in that way as an athlete. You know, you know, I like to get my eight hours of sleep, but but knowing that that's what's in the best interest of the team. So, yeah, unfortunately, we did miss the opening ceremonies in person. Um, but we were able to watch them together. And I'll tell you, being now having traveled as much as I have in the past year, um, Toronto was absolutely amazing. The venue was incredible. I hadn't seen it before. Um before all the renovations, but the barns, the horses just settled in so quickly. The stalls were huge. The barns had great airflow um, from all sides. Uh, the facilities were great. Um, you know, bathroom facilities were easy to get to. The footing was impeccable. Actually, the day the, our horses arrived, it was pouring down rain. And the very next morning, the footing was 100%. There was not a standing spot of water anywhere. So whatever they've done to improve it was done incredibly well. And the walk from the warm-up, you know, the 30-minute warm-up to the 10-minute warm-up into the stadium just went one right to the next to the next. And it was extremely organized, which you don't find everywhere. I know that seems funny to say with all the rules and the... um, you know, staff and volunteers that go into everything, but we didn't really hit any any road bumps at all as far as the facility and um, staffing and city and all of that went. It was a really smooth trip. Cool. That's fantastic. Yeah, especially because Phil gets the venue now. You guys, that's where Phil and all yeah, his clients. I'm going to go ride there next uh, next month. Yeah. yeah. So it, that's it's awesome. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's really, it's really good. They've done a really nice job. Very good. And that's actually what's always nice about the games, typically. And it's the same with the Kentucky Horse Park. You know, now we get to go and enjoy the venue that we had right. for the way, you know. So it's always nice when when we kind of all get to get If to you're local it. to it, yeah. yeah it's, if you're local. It's a yeah, it's a huge plus of having the games is it it really changes the venues and, and that type of thing. So, uh, so, Laura, I have to ask, what's next? What are you and Diddy up to uh, and, and for the next couple months? Um, for the next couple months, he'll, he will be hacking, and um, we'll just keep him kind of fit, but probably not so much um, the Grand Prix work. We'll do a lot of Cavalettis, um, maybe get him out twice a day. Sometimes that's a nice thing to do when you're not working so strenuously. Um, and we actually are moving in October, so our barn, our home, and everything um, so that will be a big, big change of pace for us. Exciting. And it's kind of getting, it is exciting. <laughs> well, will, you, will you tell us a little bit about that? Year. Our move, yeah. So we um, we just purchased a uh, property and there's a home on it. And hopefully in the next year, we will have a, a nice completed farm. 
And so the move, we won't be moving directly into that barn because it doesn't exist yet. <laughs> but um, we're moving cl- we're moving close by. So we'll get to live in our new house and the horses will be a few doors down and uh, until they can move move home. That's awesome. Well, congratulations. Yeah, congratulations. Farm owner. If you ever uh, need a glass of wine and talk about farm ownership, you just call me up. (laughs) No, that's super exciting for you guys. That's really fun. Well, well, Laura, we can't wait to kind of stay in touch with you on your road to Rio. Uh, You guys are great and such a cool pair. And um, how do our listeners find you online? Online, you know, I've I've been on Facebook for a while. You can find me under my normal name, Laura Graves. We also have a Laura Graves page on Facebook. Um, and I've now been informed that apparently Twitter is the way to go. So I'm also <laughs> Another on. One. I, I can't figure that out. Yeah, I don't know all about that. Oh my God. I don't know. I'm, trying to get on board with the hashtags and stuff. So um, I think you can find me on Twitter at, at Laura Graves Dressage, and it's the same on Instagram. <laughs> oh, my God. There's so many. It's so confusing. There's so many. I know. But <laughs> but don't don't panic because I think when I post on one, I'm 99% sure they all post to Facebook. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, there you go. Oh, my God. Thank you. <laughs> well, Laura, <laughs> thanks so much for your time tonight. We really appreciate it. We can't wait to keep up with you guys on the road to Rio. Thanks, guys. Well, thanks again to Laura. She's awesome and super fun to have on the show. And I hope you everyone enjoyed her interview. And right after this commercial break, we're going to come back with junior uh, individual gold medalist Claire McNulty. Hi, this is Gina Moronic from Wisconsin, and I am an official Horse Radio Network auditor, something I'm really proud to do and to be a part of in a small way because... It's something that I get a lot of information from. The Horse Radio Network uh, and the convenience of the downloadable podcasts means that I can improve my horsemanship skills, my riding skills, um, or just really enjoy listening to friendly, informative programming whenever I'm driving to work or working on chores or at the barn even. So I hope you find it as enjoyable as I do. If you do, go to horseradionetwork.com and click on the banner to become a Horse Radio Network auditor. For as little as a dollar a month, you can be involved in this great thing too and keep it going. Thanks. I am so excited to have Claire McNulty on the program tonight. Uh, Claire, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm very excited to, to talk. Well, you are a fantastic young rider. Well, I'm sorry, junior rider from Michigan, and you have been working really, really hard to get to the Young Rider and Junior Championships that was held here in Lexington last week. And I am so happy and excited to report that you won the individual junior test and you were silver in the freestyle. And uh, you rode for my region, our t- teammates on Region 2, uh, and you just had a fantastic show. Congratulations. Thank you very much. It was really, really, really fun. So, Claire, talk to me and, and Phil a little bit about you've been preparing for this a long time, haven't you? Yes, I have. I, I've been I, – I got my horse. I got checkmate. About a year and a half ago, um, in December of 2013, I was 13 years old, um, and and we just I, I didn't really know how to how to ride him that well. Um, I was really getting to know him. I was only like a, I was only like a first level rider, um, so I really spent um, I spent really about a year really getting to know him. Um, he's a tricky horse. And in some ways, but in other ways, he's not. He um, he's he's a wonderful horse, beautiful mover, great mind. I really really like him. He has an opinion about everything, so <laughs> that can be a tad bit so that can be a tad bit difficult to to sort of channel that into the into what you want. Um, but yeah, I, I've been I, I did the championships back in 2014, and I ended up 11th individually in fifth in the freestyle. So um, I, I wasn't. I, I did not um, totally um, know how to ride him 
that well, but um, he he was very very patient with me and always has been. And um, it, it's been it's been a rough journey, definitely. Um, I when I I went I spent four and a half months in Wellington this past year. We went down in November of 2014, and we came back um, at the first of April of this year. And um, it was it was a really really steep learning curve for me, and it was it was very difficult to show, especially in the CDIs down there, while you're working through some training problems because you can't show how you want to show to get over the training problems. You sort of have to show like you did before before you before you started to resolve the training problems. So that was so I won't say it was discouraging, but um, it sometimes wasn't wasn't exactly what you wanted and we definitely um, had some has a rough test because my horse and I sometimes have problems with our communication and um, it, that resulted in some pretty ugly tests <laughs> but um, but, but we, we still got good we still got qualifying scores that were from good that were from CDIs um, so we were able to still make the team um, to go for this year and um, I was when we came back from Florida. I spent I had, I had about three months where I didn't where we didn't have any training or anything. He just he was at home and he just got to sort of chill. I didn't I didn't really ride him that much. Um, just just got to chill and I got my last um, set of qualifying scores at Waterloo in June, um, both human and individual, and. Um, and then after that, we we moved him to Brad Cutchell's farm in Kalamazoo, Michigan, and we're we're able to work out the kinks a little bit more and sort of get him show ready. And he spent about three weeks there. Um, he's he, we brought him back there after NAJYRC, and um, he he did great there. And um, I think I really think we have a winning combination with um, with, with the training. Um, I, I try to train with George as much as I can, George Williams as much as I can. But as you know, he's the youth coach, so he's gone a lot. Yeah, sometimes can be difficult. Mm-hmm. But um, but so so Brad rides him two or three times a week. I ride him two or three times a week, and we definitely have have a great training combination with him. And we've really been able to make a lot of strides, and we we and um, we're we're really able to make some big improvements in a pretty short amount of time in those three weeks, just polish things up a little bit before um, I, I went to juniors. I was a tad bit disappointed with, um, with my 14th, with my 14th place um, finish in the team test, but um, I was able to sort of tell myself um, that I knew we could do better. Um, and I was able to jump 13 spots to gold and two days later, and I was—I just had sort of had to tell myself that you can do it, your horse can do it. You have to be confident in each other, and we were able to pull it together and do pretty well. That's huge. I mean, that's a huge jump uh, in, in the standings. That's fantastic. So, Claire, I just wanted—didn't you part, uh, participate in the winter intensive training program with Lyndon this winter? Yes, I did. That's yes, fantastic. Yes, I did definitely. And how yeah, was that? Was- like. Yeah, that that was a cool experience for you, right? Yes, it was it definitely it was it was amazing. Uh, I I would I would really recommend it for anyone who this it's their first season in Wellington because we got to go to all of the big barns down there and got to see the training. We got I got to, we got to go to the Matutes um, farm down there, and that was that was amazing watching watching um, Juan Matute um, Senior um, train and helping, helping Juan Jr. Um, that was, that was super cool helping, watching, helping them and watching them, um, like their work with, working with the working students and got to go to, um, Keith and Halton Sosen. Um, that was super cool. Catherine Haddad, um, just, there, there's so many wonderful barns. Um, Oded Shimoni, um, I mean, it was, it was endless. Um, and, and actually Holder was right next to Hampton Green. So, so sometimes you'd be riding, and um, and and sometimes um, you you would be riding and you would you um, like like the radios um, would um, would sometimes um, go over to Ashley's because they're, they're so close. So that, that was kind of funny. Everything was just so close and it was so wonderful. Um, I, I had an instant peer group 
with all the other witties, and they were all wonderful. They were all pretty cool. Um, we all have pretty similar, that we all come from pretty similar backgrounds, and both all of us pretty much have the same ambition. So you, you, you get along pretty quickly, and you get to know each other pretty quickly, too, and get to know all of each other's sort of weird quirks and weaknesses, and um, you really get to know each other, and it was pretty awesome bonding. Um, we would we would go out to left um, sometimes and go watch the show jumping, and we were we all became pretty close knit group, and uh, it was it was just wonderful. London was great. Um, she she really um, made a she really made a great effort into making sure um, that we were we were being taught well and we had for like for educational purposes she set up these wonderful lectures they were so educational so cool some were like saddle fitting others were about like wild wider biomechanics others of them were like about freestyles it was it was just you you just can't get that anywhere else all that put together it was it was just wonderful uh so claire tell us what's next for you and checkmate well, um, now um, I, I I just I turned 15 in February this year. So even if I wanted to do Young Riders this year, I was not old enough. Um, I, 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 this is my second year doing juniors, and I've already won gold um, and silver. So <laughs> um, I will most likely be moving up to, to the Young Rider division next year. I, we are not sure um, if we will try to qualify him for NAJYRC Festival of Champions, European Tour, et cetera. We don't know that yet. We'll have to see how successful we can make the jump to that. Um, I, I also um, have uh, besides seat medal finals in about a month for 14 and 18 division, and I will probably be showing my first pre-St. George at this time, um, this time, sometime this year. So we, we will see. We will definitely see how, how that goes. He's been making... Wonderful progress, and we've been doing the pre-St. George work for about a solid nine months. Um, we started a little bit piazzaage with him, and it's going great. I think he will be a fabulous young rider horse and Brentina Cup horse. He's just he's 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 made for it. He's not exactly the best junior horse. Um, he's, he's quite hot, but um, those young rider tests and those Brentina Cup tests will definitely keep him busy. Um, I'm super, super excited to move up because um, we because it's sort of <laughs> it's it's sort of like um, if if you go if you go and, and yes, you sort of do okay at juniors and and you move up to young riders and you sort of say oh we're gonna we're gonna give us a shot and see how it goes and sort of start, instead of um, going into it knowing that that you have mastered the level before and knowing that you that you can confidently walk up walk up to the next level and know that it'll, it will go, it should go okay. And you, you aren't just jumping into a open ocean. <laughs> so true. Well, Claire, we can't <laughs> wait to keep in touch with you and see how you do. So thanks so much for coming on the show. And we can't wait to hear how you do at seat metal finals uh, in a couple of weeks. Congratulations. Uh, I think you are the reigning champion, right? You won it last year. Yes, I did. I won 13 under division last year, and I've moved up to 14 to 18. So we will see how, how it goes. Awesome. Well, go get them, and we look forward to staying in touch with you. Thanks so much for coming on the show. This week's dressage training tip is brought to you by Total Saddle Fit, home of the shoulder relief girth at totalsaddlefit.com. Well, this week on Total Saddle Fit uh, Tip of the Week, we have Luis Denizard from Puerto Rico. Um, but quickly, Phil and I want to talk about, everybody knows we love our Total Saddle Fit shoulder relief girth. Uh, love it. And I have to report one of my questions to Justin a couple weeks ago from Total Saddle Fit uh, was about uh, what do you do with a, a kind of rotund horse? A rotund horse. How is that yes. going? I was just going to report, horse? big she, she, mama is doing great. So, she losing uh, a little weight? 
She is. We were, uh, this is a wonderful mare uh, who I rode Grand Prix and uh, she's been sound and I just decided this summer I needed a, a horse for my working student and I pulled her in and I asked Justin a specific question and uh, please feel free to send us any questions for Justin at Total Saddle Fit. He is great and uh, will answer any Saddle Fit question you have and mine was, uh, I hadn't tried the, Meep actually, I wasn't using my shoulder relief girth, I have to be honest, and she got a terrible rub. And I said, well, let's go ahead and try the shoulder relief girth. And it made all the difference in my little portly mare. Um, and so she has no more rubs. I'm happy to, to report. And uh, she is looking great. She's losing some weight, and uh, which is a struggle here in Kentucky because we've had so much rain. The paddocks are so green. Uh, so she is muzzled all the time. I'm not going to lie. Uh, but she's looking great. And uh, it really has made a big difference in her um, – and I didn't, I, I, that was a new, new use for the girth. So, uh, I just love it. It's just a great product. Yeah. I mean, and the ones that I use, they, I mean, they just, they fit when I put them on and they continue to fit. And, you know, when I need to clean it up for a show or, or something, it just, you know, the leather is great on it and, and, uh, it looks brand new always. So thank you. Thank you to Justin for our, for our shoulder relief girths. The horses appreciate it. And we appreciate not having to, you know, kind of search around to find girths that fit or, or you know, good quality um, stuff that that we're having to not replace all the time. So we appreciate that as trainers, and you know, saves us a bit of money on replacing girths every six months. So it's been awesome. Absolutely. So uh, totalsaddlefit.com and Justin's fantastic and will answer any questions you have. So enjoy uh, Lou's tip of the week, and uh, we'll be back shortly. Lou, welcome back to the show. Thanks. Thanks for having me. It's great to be back. Well, you did such a fantastic job on your first trainer tip. We had you on. Love it. It's about half halts. It's one of my favorite, if not my favorite one. So we wanted to have you back on, um, kind of wrapping up the Pan American Games and talking about riding under pressure. Because you had a kind of an event at the Pan American Games, if you can kind of fill us in on how you stayed cool in that event and, and what happened. Well, there's a couple of facets to it, 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 you know, for me personally. And I think the best one is that I like some quiet time um, closer to preparation where I want to be a bit isolated from the noise and the people talking and, you know, not too much small talk um, and try to so, keep myself from feeling the pressure build. So are we talking about an hour before you ride, two hours before you ride, the morning of? Uh, no, no, probably about an hour. I think I, okay. I need to sort of isolate yourself. Um, not necessarily too far away. I just want to be, you know, just outside the crowd. Um, I don't have to be behind closed doors or anything like that. So that's, that's my personal space. And then in addition to that, I, um, prepare myself with, a with a book that I found that works on, uh, kind of a sports psychology concept of how to not get caught up in the, ner- the nervousness and then the tension that comes from trying to perform and do your best because we all know that we're competitors at heart. So we want to do our best, but sometimes that can backfire and, and, and work against you. So uh, keeping that kind of calm. And then I think in the end, I just, from, I get on Robbie and uh, he tells me where we're at that day. Um, and I, you know, change what I can and I accept what's just there. I'm interested to hear about this about this book. You know, what what are the strategies here that that we're talking about, or things that work for you? Well, it's an interesting book. Um, I actually kind of came across it through uh, the Oprah uh, Winfrey Network, where she interviews people on Sundays, and the book is called The War of Art, um, and it's about a gentleman who uh, talks about writer's block and how he describes how to get past writer's block um, because he's an author. And um, in the process of talking about that, I found many correlations to competing in general. Um, He calls, uh, you know, things that work against you, you know, whether it's the voice in your head or people who might make a comment walking by or something. He calls those resistances and how to... Uh, how to work past the resistances. So it's an extremely interesting book, um, and it works for me. I know that everybody has to find what works for them. Oh, I think that that's a fantastic tip, and I think that's absolutely right. You know, I think when you're getting ready for a big competition, 
And, you know, we're getting close to sort of regional and championship time. And I think that's a good point it is just because maybe it works for your friend, it may not work for you or it may work for your Absolutely. trainer and it may not work for you. And, and interestingly enough, my sister and I competed together and we're very different personalities. I'm very type A. My sister's very type B. And okay. I'm like you, Lou. I, I, I see it need an hour before I ride, even now. I mean, an hour before I'm to get on that horse. Really, I, I don't like a lot of activity. Uh, well, my sister liked a ton of activity. <laughs> so <laughs> yep. that was always a challenge. Showing yeah, I, think I'm, I think I'm in that boat. I like to be busy. I like to just sort of distract myself with little things. And usually you can with tack cleaning or braiding or, or you know, making sure the horse is – because if I just sit around by myself and, you know, not talking to anybody, then I tend to, you know, sort of internalize and build tension. I just need to – for me, I just need to go about it like it's any other day or like I was preparing the horse for someone else to ride it. And then all of a sudden, then it's time for me to get on. And, and I like to have a really sort of a long warm-up. That's my isolation time, just me and the horse, you know. Not, not no trainer in my ear, just walking around, making sure that I feel good. The horse has a chance. And then so for me, I just do an extra long warm-up, you know, that I'm, I'm where I need to be without being pressured for time. And then, and then the coach, my coach can come along, and I, and then we can work on the horse and work on some things. But just, you know, being busy up to a point, and then horse time. Okay, so, I think I just yeah. get get in my bubble with the horse. Yeah. So, guys, I have a question for you both. Do you guys get nervous? Without question, I think yeah. it's not, there's something wrong if you don't get nervous. It's just <laughs> a question of what do you do with that nervousness. Um, you know, I, I I think that that's what made me seek um, this you know, not necessarily this book, but some, some sports psychology type help was because in the nervousness, I, I wanted to achieve so much that I had to learn to control that because it would backfire on me. I, I tried too hard. So, yeah. um, yeah. That, you know, nerves are natural. I think that everybody's got to get them. Yeah. I think uh, for me, for sure. And, and what really started to work for me is to just identify the nerves and say, there's no way not to be nervous and just be okay with that and say, okay, you know, a little extra adrenaline is, is going to help me if I can channel the nerves the right way. You know, I, I think that nobody can say, don't be nervous. Don't be like, you just tell yourself yeah. not to be nervous then you're going to get more nervous. Or yeah. again, that's, that's my way of just internalizing things. And, and if I just yeah. get in my own head about that, this doesn't work. So then, like I said, I need a few distractions and then I need a, a quiet time to say, yes, I'm nervous. But here's what I'm going to do with my energy, and here's what I'm going to do with my attention, and here's what I'm not going to do with that. Mm-hmm. And, and every horse I ride has a, has a specific strategy that, that, that I can say, okay, this is what I need to do. I need to, if I have a little bit lazy horse, I need to be sharp. I need to, be, I need to have them on the aids. I need to work on this. And then I say, Absolutely. that's how I'm going to spend my nervous tension. And on a different horse, like a really sharp, quiet, you know, a horse that needs to be quieted down a little bit, I'm going to yep. say, yep. I'm going to spend my time on just being quiet. And and right. rolling with the gate and just not interfering and 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 that's it. Just channeling the nerves, channeling the tension into positive energy. That's what I. Try. That's right. my mental game with myself, and I think it works really good for me. Yeah, no. and it's you know to me, some people are uh, you know when they get nervous, they don't want to eat. Well, I'm lucky enough that when I get nervous, I want to eat, so I eat. Oh, breakfast. awesome! <laughs> <laughs> I never don't want to eat. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> it doesn't matter what the situation is. No, I think that that's actually really important. I mean, if if you do, I have you know students that don't want to eat, and that's really bad. You know, you really have yeah. to learn whatever it is. It may be I don't know a, a milkshake or whatever. You have to kind of yeah. make yourself yeah. stay fit and healthy and you know whatever it probably have some glucose in your bloodstream right yeah you don't need to pass out exactly (laughs) yeah no i think that that's really good and i i totally agree with you both you know nerves are normal um i agree don't tell yourself not to be nervous because it just makes you more nervous and uh lou i think you and i you and i need the uh, very similar i'm going to read this book because it sounds like you and i are very similar uh because i try too hard and that's bad too (laughs) <laughs> well it was great it, it's by it's Stephen Pressfield so The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield alright I'm, I'm writing a note right now as we speak <laughs> um, but I think that that's such a great tip and you know there's nothing wrong and I think it's something that we should all think about and, and I also did um, some work with a sports psychologist 
Uh, and it was great. It was yeah. so I have sent people to sports psychologists and you shouldn't sure. think that's a bad thing. They really can help you. Um, you know, now I'm lucky enough I can pass that knowledge to my students, but um, it was really a great uh a great opportunity that I had. And I would encourage people that if they need to do it, do it or, or read or, Absolutely. you know, look online. So I think there's a lot of good stuff there. So, well, Lou, thank you so much for your time and your tip today. Uh, and we look forward to watching you on the road to Rio. Uh, Lou, how can our listeners find you online? Well, they're welcome to look on my website, www.delantedressage.com. Um, and anytime they're in Palm City, Florida, they're welcome to come visit the farm. Fantastic. Thanks, Lou. Okay. Great talking to you guys. Well, as always, we love hosting the shows and we love your emails and Facebook shout outs. Uh, and any question that Philip and I can help you with in regards to dressage, please let us know. You can find our show notes and links to today's guests on our website, dressageradio.com. Like us on Facebook, just search for Dressage Radio Show. Follow us on Twitter at Horse Radio. My website is maplecrestfarmky.com and my email is reese at horseradionetwork.com. You can find me at fellowparksequestrian.com and my email is philip at horseradionetwork.com. I'd like to thank our sponsors for allowing us to put on our show and don't forget to check out all the other shows on the Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. Everybody, keep your heels down and your shoulders back uh, and we will talk to you shortly. Thank you.